Jesus, you're amazing. God is amazing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You are amazing. Hallelujah. We thank you today, Lord God, for this day. As we reflect, as we look, oh God, on what you did for us. There was no question. There was no doubt. That our lives will never be the same. And Lord God, today, I thank you for being on purpose for a purpose. And Lord God, today, as we celebrate Resurrection Sunday, Lord, we thank you today, Lord, because you gave us an opportunity. You gave us an opportunity that we never would have had. For there is no man in the earth that could have done what you did. And Lord, help us to understand the magnitude of what you did. In a time, in a season when it's hard for us to handle our own weight. Lord, you took on the weight of the whole world. You did the impossible. And Lord God, I just thank you today, Lord, that you're going to encourage us through your word today. For your word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. So, Lord God, today we thank you that I decrease it, that you would increase, increase, Lord, increase, Lord, increase, Lord, increase, Lord. Because you did all the work. All we got to do is believe. And we thank you today, Lord. Hallelujah. Now, just give God a thunderous praise today. Come on and shout out to the Lord. We had an opportunity Friday night to look at the passion. And my God. My God, I tell you what, I've seen it multiple times, but it still affects me the same way every time to know that everything that was done to him was overdone to make a mockery of him. My God. But he did it all knowing that it was for a greater purpose. It was for something bigger. I mean, in a, a, amazing, amazing to think that he went through what he went through knowing that it was going to get better, that it was going to be better. Even in the midst of his suffering, even in the midst of his pain, even in the midst of the things that he went through, he still managed to heal people. He still managed to speak words of encouragement. I mean, it's amazing to think of the magnitude of all that he was dealing with, and he still was able to to, to speak words of life and, and, and to speak words of encouragement and, 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 and to do everything that he did in the midst of it all. He suffered of great proportions that I know that I couldn't take, that I couldn't do myself. And so I don't know about you, but I know in my lifetime, in my situation, in my circumstances, I know. I know when I think about all the things that I go through when I compare to what Jesus had to deal with. Man, my, my afflictions are light. So today we're going to travel through the word. And, you know, one of the things I found interesting is that Jesus predicted that this would happen three times. 
So we're talking today from prediction to production. And he predicted it three times. He said it three times. He, 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 he was like, you know, we, we, you, you got to understand that I'm not going to be here always. You got to understand this is just for a time period. Can you imagine, can you think about the last three years of your life and how fast it's changed in three years? Three years time from age 30 to 33, Jesus had a purpose. He had a plan. And he had to say certain things multiple times in order for people to understand, and they still didn't get it. How many times have we heard the same thing over and over again, and we still don't get it? And so we're going to look at Matthew 16, 21, Matthew 17, uh, 22, and Matthew 20 and 17, because I just want to bear witness to the fact that he, of what he said and what, what he, he foretold and that that he knew was coming. And so Matthew 16 says, from that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders the chief priests and the teachers of the law and that he must be killed on the third day be raised to life on the third day be raised to life okay so so he's saying that he's going to be killed and he's going to be raised again he's saying that and then we go to Matthew 17:22 hallelujah leave the door open please thank you hallelujah glory to your name when they came together in Galilee, he said to them, the son of man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him, and on the third day, he will be raised to life. And the disciples were filled with grief. Matthew 20 and 17, now the third time. Now, Jesus was going to Jerusalem, up to Jerusalem on the way, and he took the 12 aside and said to them, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered, uh, he, the Son of Man will be delivered to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked, flogged, and crucified. On the third day, he will be raised to life. So you're saying, Pastor James, where you going with this? Where you going with this? Well, then when we get over into uh, Mark, Mark gives a, a, a description of what happened after he was raised to life. Over Mark 16, he says, when Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had driven seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him who were in mourning and weeping. So Jesus told him three times that he was going to be killed. He told him three times, three times. But yet and still people are, are just so distraught. Everybody is so uh, 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 just out of place. And, and every, uh, nobody remembers what he said, the last thing he said. Everybody remembered the first thing, but they don't remember the last thing. And so here we are, they're weeping, they're sad. And when he heard that Jesus was, when they heard that Jesus was alive and that uh, she had seen him, they did not believe it. Afterward, Jesus appeared in a different form to two of them while they were walking in the country. These returned and reported it to the rest, but they did not believe them neither. Later, Jesus appeared to eleven and were as they were eating, and he rebuked them for their lack of what faith, their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. Imagine the disappointment. Imagine the 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 the, the just 
the frustration Jesus went through when he discovered that even though they were told they did not believe him, the ones who walked closest with him did not believe him. Hallelujah. It's, it's amazing to me how close someone could walk with someone that powerful and not believe that he would be raised from the dead. We're talking about somebody who raised some people from the dead. Let me, let me, let, let, let me give you some examples. Uh, uh, Lazarus, Lazarus was one of them. He's the one, first encounter where we find that you know they said my servant Lazarus is dead my 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 my, my man he's dead he's dead they and in John 11 Jesus made sure that he raised him from the dead because see I believe he was trying to get people to understand that see the resurrection power has now came to earth what was in heaven has now come to earth and can I can I give you can I give you a, 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 a bit of good news? Resurrection power is still here in the earth. Our biggest our biggest problem, our biggest issue in the earth is is not so much that we we you know that we have everything we need and 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 we we, we got resources. Our, our biggest issue is that we we haven't believed to the level that we need to believe. And that's what Jesus was saying. He was that's why he was so frustrated. That's why he was rebuking the disciples because you've been with me all this time. You've been around me. You walked with me. You you saw me raise uh, Lazarus from the dead. You you saw me in Matthew nine raise the the the, the daughter of the uh, synagogue leader. I mean I mean how much more do I have to do to prove to you? And but but this was just symbolic of what the children of Israel went through in the Old Testament. They had. God, I was talking to somebody the other day and they just said, you know, it's amazing to me how the children of Israel had the power of God very present with them all through the Old Testament. They saw the glory cloud. They saw the pillar of fire by night. They saw him produce miracle after miracle after miracle, but yet they turned from God and worshiped other idols. And how many times have God blessed us over and over and over and over again, only for us to come upon another situation and say, man, I don't know if I can make it. I don't know if I can get through this. But we, we, we tend to forget that he blessed us before. He'll bless us again. We tend to forget that his power and his anointing has been with us all the time. What makes this situation different than any other? Three years, three years he had had work to do. Three years he he did many things. He he did so many things. I I, I just I just believe I I just believe I would be in the sense of uh, of being overwhelmed if I witnessed everything that he did. Because uh, even sometimes the things he does for me now, I am overwhelmed uh, by the magnitude of what he does for me. And it's nothing compared to, to, to him laying the, the hands on the sick and they recover or speaking to someone and, and telling them to get up. Uh, it's, it's nothing in, in compared to uh, uh, somebody walking up and, and just touching his clothes and, and they being healed. Uh, that's, that's amazing. I would love uh, to see that. I would love to experience that. I would love to be so anointed that all you would have to do, uh, if I could just get to, to the Jesus Christ in Pastor James, I, I can touch the hem of his suit. And be healed. I'm telling you, that that's some crazy faith right there. Because many times we're waiting on the leadership to lay our hands on you and lay, lay our hands on us. We're, we're waiting for him to pray for. Can you say a prayer for me? And, and see, all the time the miracle working power is, is available to you to work on the inside of you. And all you got to do is what your father did and speak to your situation and watch it change. I just, I just, I just want to, I just, I just want to taste. Uh, I just want to taste. I just want to be able to taste. Uh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm sorry, uh, but I, I, every time I get a taste, I want to, I want another taste. Uh, every time I get a, another taste, I want another taste. Uh, I tell you what, uh, one of the things that, that that is so good about life is, is that sometimes there is a, there is food, there, there, there is an experience, there, there is, there is something that happens in our life. Uh, hallelujah. That that just, that just, you got you. You gotta have it again. 
Sometimes it's it's some it's the, it's that it's that plate that you they sit down in front of you at the restaurant and you're thinking, man, this looks good. It looks so good and it be laid all out on the plate just right. You get your cell phone out and take a picture of it because see the experiences that you're, that you're getting ready to have, you want to share it with everybody. So you take it and, and you take the picture. And, and then and then after you take the picture of the food and then, and then you begin to indulge you begin to dive in and after you begin to dive into the food you realize that it's even better than what it looked like when they sat it on your table on the table you, you, you just say mm, that is so good hallelujah and it was so good that after you left or sometime before you left you're, you're, you're posted on your Instagram you're posted on your Facebook page and you and you and you put in a, a check-in on the location because uh, you want everybody to know how mm-mm good this food was. Uh, hallelujah. And that's the way it should be about the kingdom of God. Uh, it should be uh, so good uh, that you don't come to church uh, and sit up and fall asleep. Uh, you come to church uh, and have an experience and encounter with them. Uh, you come to church ready to praise them. Uh, you come to church uh, because you're tasted and seen uh, all week how good he's been. Uh, you're tasted and seen uh, that the risen power of the Savior Jesus Christ is active in your life and you're seeing dead situations in your life come to pass. Hallelujah. You're seeing dead dreams come to life. You're seeing dead situations. Hallelujah. Being activated and coming to life in your life and you come to church with a praise on your lips, a bubbling in your belly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We used to sing a song when I was a child. It's a bubbling, it's a bubbling. But I'm going to tell you something right now. I can't just sing the song. I live it. Because when I come to the house of God, there's a bubbling. There's a bubbling. There's a bubbling in my soul. Hallelujah. So you might look at me like I'm crazy. You might look at me like I'm strange. But I didn't come to 5350 to sit around and not give God all he deserves. Because he deserves every part of me. He deserves all of me. Because I can't even imagine. I can't even fathom what it was like to be beaten and whipped. To have my flesh torn. I can't even imagine what it's like to be spat on. To be talked about. To be lied on. I can't imagine what it was like. But I know it's worse than anything I ever had to deal with. And guess what? What? Guess what? Guess what? He did it for me. He did it for me. He did it for me. My God. Jesus. He did it for me. He did it for me. He did it for me. Hallelujah. 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 My God. My God. Three days. Three days. Three days. The number three. Hallelujah. The number three has a meaning. It is significant. See, we have to understand that everything Jesus did, it was significant. It was significant when he came on the scene. It was significant when he began his ministry. Everything. It's just amazing that how God put this thing together. Three times he predicted. Three times he predicted. Not only did he predict it, he, he, he produced it. It happened. Hallelujah. It's, it's amazing when you see something that is productive. When you see someone that's productive, you just want to be around them. Man, they producing like this. I got to be around them. I got to be with them. I got to be near them. See, that's a problem today. People are too threatened by production. Too many people are threatened by production. Hallelujah. They see you doing something. They see you doing good. They see you making it. They see you climbing up the ladder. They see you moving forward. And they don't want to be around you. Because they're like, shoot, they're going to outdo me. They're going to make me look bad. Hallelujah. But don't worry. There's going to be somebody who wants to come around you. Who's going to want to get a taste and see. Who's going to want to find out why you being so blessed. Why you being so prosperous. Somebody's going to 
I want to be around. Hallelujah. I need to find out what I need to do to get a taste of that. I need to find out what I need to do to get a piece of that. Hallelujah. Because see, you realize, you understand, it don't take God a lot of time. At age 30, at age 30, <laughs> can y'all see the threes? <laughs> at age 30, at age 30, hallelujah, hallelujah, he began to set the scene. At age 30, he began to show, hallelujah, what it was that was going to happen. At age 30, at age 30, hallelujah, hallelujah, he began to show, hallelujah, he began to come on the scene to help people to understand this ain't no ordinary thing. This is out of the ordinary. You you need to understand huh, that this is going to happen quick. Huh? We're going to know what we need to do huh? and we're going to get out the way. Huh? This ain't going to take huh, centuries huh, and years and months. Huh? Huh? We got we got three years to get done what we need done. Huh? And then huh, there's going to be a special three days at the end of this. Oh my God, my God. Three times he predicted it. Three times. Three is the number of divine wholeness. My God. Three is the number of divine wholeness. Can I get it? Can I get three? Can I get three? Because see, many times we're looking for four, five, six, ten, thirty thousand, forty thousand. If I can just get three people to stand up in here, hallelujah. If I can just get, get three people to praise them, if I can just get three people to pray, if I can get three people to clap your hands, if I can get three people to shout for joy, if I can just get three, if I can just get three, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus did a lot with three. He did a lot in three. He did a lot in three. He did a lot in three. Hallelujah. Three. The number of divine wholeness. The number of divine wholeness. Hallelujah. Divine wholeness. He didn't call you to be half. He didn't call you to be part. He didn't call you to be a piece of somebody. He called you to be whole. See, that's why he did it in three. Because he, he's producing wholeness. Hallelujah. Out of something. Hallelujah, that was nothing. I love the dry bones. I love the dry bones. I love the dry bones. Hallelujah. Because if you think about it, hallelujah, there was a, there was something that was there, but it needed another two pieces. Hallelujah. So he, Elijah began to, Ezekiel began to prophesy to the bones. He began to prophesy to the bones. He began to prophesy to the bones. And as he began to prophesy, see, you got to speak to your situation. You got to speak to your situation. Because see, part of it's there. Part of your victory is there. Part of your overcoming power is there. But God waiting on you to speak uh, so he can breathe. Uh, hallelujah. See, 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 it's got one part. Uh, it's got one part there. Uh, hallelujah. There's one part there. Uh, but then God's waiting on you to speak. Because uh, see, when you speak, uh, hallelujah, then God can bring the third part. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because the threefold cord is not easily broken. He could almost start on the both sides. Hallelujah. So they, uh, that's why number three is uh, number three is so important. Because in three, he brings wholeness wholeness in three days he gave us redemption in three days he did something that nobody else could do hallelujah in three days he gave us salvation in three days he gave us eternal life in three days he gave us victory in three days he gave us deliverance in three days he gave us overcoming power in three days he gave he defeated death hallelujah in three days he made an open show of the enemy in three days, in three days, in three days. It didn't take them all day. It didn't take them all year. It didn't take a whole bunch of time. Hallelujah. In three days, he made open show of the enemy. In three days, he overcame the world. In three days, he took on the sin of the world. In three days, he was forsaken by his own father. In three days, in three days, in three days, in three days. Hallelujah. He did the job that nobody else could do in three days. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
I don't know about you, uh, but just going through this uh, through this uh, resurrection season, uh, I've seen more. Uh, I've experienced more. Uh, I know more. Uh, hallelujah. Not that I know more than anybody else, uh, but one of the things I know uh, is that he wants us to believe. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, he did it. Uh, he did it in a fashion uh, so that we would believe. Uh, he predicted his death. Uh, he, he predicted his resurrection uh, three times so that we would believe. Uh, hallelujah. He wanted the, the, the whole proclamation, not just part of the proclamation. He declared it to be so, and he did it, and he produced it. And when, and when he got down to the end, in John 19.30, he said, and when he received the dream, Jesus said, it is finished. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is finished. Hallelujah. Know that your situation is a finished work. Know that your situation, hallelujah, it's already over. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In one part of the movie, hallelujah, when he was standing before the Sanhedrin, when he was standing before the council, they said, uh, are you are you this one? Are you that you're proclaiming to be? Are you the Messiah? And they just said it with so much uh, 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 distaste. Are you the Messiah? Hallelujah! Are you the Son of God? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! And Jesus looked up. He said, "It's getting ready to get started. It's on now. Hallelujah! I'm ready to do my thing. Hallelujah! I'm going to say what I need to say. I know it's going to make him mad." But I don't care because I, they think they taking my life, but I'm going to give it. Hallelujah. Because see, if I don't say nothing, if I don't say the right thing, they're not going to get mad enough. So I need to make them mad. They already angry, but I need to get them to the place of murder. Because anger at its highest point is murder. He was already betrayed. He was already in a position Hallelujah, where where people was laughing at him, mocking him. Why not give him something else to work with? I'm going to give you something to work with. And so he looks up and with a look on his face, like, yeah, I got this. Come on, bring it. Hallelujah, I am that I am. I am the Messiah. Hallelujah. I know you're going to spit on me. I know you're going to hit me. I know you're going to beat me, but I'm going to tell you anyway, because I know who I am, Pastor Tracy. Because I know who I am, I'm going to tell you who I am, because I don't care nothing about what you're going to do to me, because on the third day, in three days, hallelujah, you're going to be the one looking up to me, because on the third day, hallelujah, I'm going to raise up, because if I, Jesus said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. Hallelujah. So go ahead. Go ahead and lift me up. Go ahead and lift me up. Go ahead and raise me up. Hallelujah. And they raised him up. And one of the thieves, one of the prisoners, hallelujah, gave their life to the Lord. Hallelujah. Before he died. Because he got lifted up. See, when he got raised up, there was a drawing power. There was a manifestation of the power of the Holy Spirit when he got lifted up. Hallelujah. A drawing power that could not be denied. Hallelujah, the centurion soldier said, surely this must be the Son of God. Uh, three days, three days, three days. He made it so simple. He made it so easy. And all we got to do is believe. See, after he rose, he's looking for his people. I'm trying to find my people. Where my people at? I'm trying to find my people. Where my people at? They busy mourning somewhere. But he, he untold them over and over again. And you know, it's just like our, our parents. They say, I, I done told you. I told you. I done told you. I done told you and told you. How many times I had to tell you about that? Guess what? Jesus felt the same way. How many times did I have to tell? I told him three times. I told them three times that this was going to happen and I was going to raise up. And they somewhere mourning. 
You know, that was one of the things about um, the Jews, the Jewish custom, and they, they, they had professional mourners. Man, I, I couldn't do that. I, that I, Lord, I, I'm glad that's not my calling. Professional mourners. So they, they, they were in mourning. They were just like, man, you know. Well, we do the same thing, you know, when someone, when a loved one passes away, we, we mourn for them. We grieve for them. But Jesus said, I'm coming back in three days. And so when the witnesses that found out that he had risen from the grave, the angel said, do not fear because he's no longer here. He has done what he said. He has risen from the dead. And so now. And part of the problem was in that culture, you know, uh, uh, women were, you know, hey, don't be saying nothing. You know, that women were pushed down and pushed back. And so the fact that the message was delivered by women, they, they already discounted what they said. We can't discount what, what vessel God chooses to use, if it's a woman or a man. And so they would not believe, and Jesus was upset. He rebuked them for not believing. And many times today, the Holy Spirit is rebuking us for not believing. Because he did, he did everything for us. He, he did everything that, that, that needed to be done. But all we have to do, he did the work on the cross. He, he, he showed his example. All we got to do is believe. What does believing mean? That, that believing means that, that we operate in faith and not fear. Because in the book of James it says he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love of a sound and a sound mind. Jesus always talked about faith. In Matthew, in Matthew 5.36 and in Luke 8 and 50. He's talking to a soldier. He says, just believe. Fear not. Just believe. He talked about the mustard seed faith. Matthew 17 and Luke 17. He says, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, if you have the faith the size of a, all we got to do is believe. The biggest problem in our society today is not who's in office. It's not the legislation, the laws that are written. The biggest problem in our society today is not the lack of good teachers or parenting or, or lack of finances or any of that. It's our lack of belief. It's our lack of faith. And there was a few times where Jesus said, oh, ye of little faith. So evidently, a mustard seed faith must have been pretty big if he, if he said, oh, ye of little faith. All we got to do is believe. Can everybody say that with me? Believe. believe. Let's try that again. Believe. believe. Proverbs 3 Proverbs 3 says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, with all thy heart, not part of our heart. All of your heart. In other words, we need a, is, is springtime, is it springtime, everybody, springtime? We, we, Sometimes we just need to do a spring cleaning. Lord, what's in my heart that I'm not trusting you? What is interfering with my trust in you? What, what has made my trust plateau that I, 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 I'm, I'm, not, I'm not able to get past this thing? That I'm, uh, what, what, what needs to be cleaned out of me? What, uh, I mean, uh, it, it is very important that we use Psalm 51 on a regular basis. Uh, Lord, uh, it's against you that I sin. Because see, many times we are, we're, we're in sin and we don't even realize it. 
We go around feeling like we, we've reached the, 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 the pinnacle of being a believer. I, I've got it all together. At least I've said uh, I'm saved and uh, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm sanctified. I'm not sure yet, but I'm, I know I'm going through the process. But, you know, so there are days when we just need to cry out before the Lord. Lord, forgive me. Lord, cleanse me. See, even Job understood that when he went before the Lord, that even his children may have sinned because no one is perfect and Jesus died on the cross to give us an opportunity hallelujah he destroyed every barrier he took out every barrier he took out every divider hallelujah that we would have to get to God hallelujah and he made sure that we had access that we could gain access to God that we could cry out to him for ourselves and how does that happen? Through belief in Jesus Christ. Romans 10 and 9. If thou confess, if thou confess, if you, if you declare with your mouth, if you, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, it is so important that we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart and believe in your heart. Don't believe with lip service. Don't believe in your mind. I'm just thinking about I'm just thinking about believing. No, if you believe in your heart, when you believe something in your heart, it, it, it comes out. Whatever is on the inside comes out. See, Jesus said out of the abundance of the heart, out of the abundance of the heart, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We need to get the I can't help it. What are you saying, Pastor James? We need to get so much of this word on the inside of us that I can't help. But when you when you when you talk about something, I can't help. I can't help but give you the word of God. I can't help but give you a scripture. You got to get the I can't help it. Because see, when you get it down on the inside, when you get it in your heart, as Romans ten nine says, Hallelujah, and believe in your heart. When you get it in your heart, Hallelujah, you got to get the I can't help it. I can't help but tell you the word. I can't help but tell you the goodness of God. I can't help it. I can't help it. I can't help it. You can complain all you want. You can whine all you want. But I don't see nowhere I need to complain right now. Because all I know is that God is good. So you can complain about how hot it is. You can complain about how cold it is. You can complain about what you ain't got. You can complain about who ain't supporting you. You can complain about everything. But all I can see is that God is good. Because I can't help it. I can't help it. I can't help it. I gotta, I gotta tell you how good good he is. Hallelujah. Because I can't help it. Because I believe in my heart. I believe in my heart. I've already confessed it with my mouth. Now I believe it in my heart. So I can't help it. I can't help it. But override your complaint. I can't help it. But override your pity party. I can't help it. But override you feeling bad about yourself. I can't help it. Because all I know is that God is good all the time. Because the Bible says I can't help it in everything. I can't help it. Give thanks. I can't help it. For this is the will of the Father. I can't help it. I can't help it. I might be acting like I got Tourette's, but I got Tourette's for the Holy Spirit. Ah, shoot. I might just come out and say it. I might just cry out and say hallelujah right here on this assembly line. I might cry out hallelujah when you try to cut me off on the road because you can't drive. Hallelujah. Because I know that Jesus said offenses will come. I can't help it. Hallelujah. The word just keeps coming out of me. Because it's in my heart. It's in me. For Jesus said it. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I can't help it. It just keeps coming out of me. For he who is able to do it, sin in the abundance above anything I can ever ask to think, I can't help it. Hallelujah. I can't help it. Oh, he's able to do it. He's able to do it. He's able to do it. It's sin in the Above. Anything I could ever ask or think According to the, I can't help it To the power that runs within I can't help it ah. Woo! I can't help it I can't help it Woo! Jesus My God Woo! 
God. Woo! I can't help it. I can't help it. Woo! <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> Romans 10 9. Romans 10 9. That's fire. Because <laughs> if you believe it in your heart, you believe in your heart. You got to believe in your heart. You got to believe in your heart. Hallelujah. You got to believe it. You got to have it. I can't help it. I can't help it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You got to get so much of that word in you that it just comes out. It comes out of your pores. Yeah. Woo, my God. Hey, y'all, she can't help it. She can't help it. Woo! My God. I think somebody, I got to can't help us in here. I think somebody is ready to praise him because he rose from the dead. I think somebody is ready to lift him up. I think somebody is ready to leap for joy. I think somebody, hallelujah, is ready to give us some praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. When I think about his goodness, what he done for me? Think about his goodness. Dance, 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 dance on. When I think about his goodness, what he done for me? Think about his goodness. How he set me free. I just dance all night. Hey, all night. All night. All day. All night, all night, all day, all day, all night, all day, all night, all day, all day, all night, all day, all day, all night, 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 all night, all day, 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 all night, had been crucified instead of them expecting for him to raise up like he said he would they were sitting around sad and depressed because their savior had died but i dare you to tap into your expectation come on tap into that place where you know that you know that you know that you know that what god said he was going to do he's going to do even though you can't see it yet even though it hasn't manifested yet even though it hasn't happened yet but you know that the promise is on the way that you know that his word is true that what he started he's going to finish it hey god 
of the goodness of Jesus I don't even have a voice strong enough to shout the hallelujah I want to shout just a glimpse. See, because the tomb being empty only meant that Jesus' body wasn't there. See, somebody could have robbed the tomb and took his body and put it somewhere else. It was just a glimpse. But when Jesus showed up on the scene with the disciples who were sitting around wondering, is it really happening? Is this really true? And it was Thomas who said, I'm not going to believe it until I can touch the nail print in his hands for myself. I'm not going to believe it. And some of y'all are like, I don't know. I don't even know if I can wrap my mind around believing that God is going to work this thing out for me. But let me tell you something. The Lord is showing up in your circumstance. The Lord is showing up in your situation. And you will be able to see how he's going to work this thing out. You're going to touch it with your hand. You're going to feel it with your own feeling. That God worked this thing out for you. What you saying, Pastor? You're going to have a key to turn your own door. Oh, come on now. Oh, you're going to be able to walk through the lot and pick out your own car. Oh, 
on somebody. That manifestation is coming. Y'all going too fast now. You need to turn it down just a little bit. I need to make sure they're hearing the prophetic. You're going to understand that God has already manifested that position for you. You've been praying for a specific job, doing a specific thing, so you can do what God has created and destined you to do. And you're going to walk into that position. You're going to walk into that position. You're going to understand. You're seeing a glimpse of it. It's like you can see it, but you can't grab it. And God said it's right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can hear it now. You've been praying to God for a specific lifestyle. You've been praying to God, and I'm not talking about financially. You just want to be able to lay your head down in peace and wake up with joy. And I hear the Lord saying, you can have that. You're going to experience that. You can grasp it in your head. Peace is yours. Joy is yours. Hallelujah. The manifestation is coming. The manifestation is coming. The manifestation is coming. Hey, I need you to begin to declare it's not gonna always be like this. It's not gonna always be like this. It's not gonna always be like this. You better get all you can get out of this experience. Cause you're not gonna be here long. You're not gonna be in this place long. You're not going to be in this situation much more longer. The manifestation of God is coming. What the man of God said, give me three. Give me three. Give me three. Now for some of y'all, this could be three minutes, three hours, three days, three weeks, three months, three years. But you got to understand that God is depending on you to keep your faith in position. To expect him to manifest it in your life. How many of you are ready for the manifestation of the Lord Jesus Christ? I'm ready for you to do it, Lord. Come on and shout out to him. Lord, I'm ready for you to do it. Oh, God, I'm ready to receive all you have for me. Woo, Jesus. I feel glory in that. I feel glory in that. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord and declare it again. Lord, I receive everything you have for me. Come on, one more time, one more time. I want you to gather all of the faith you got inside of you. Everything that you have for me, Lord, I'm ready to receive it. Be it unto me in the name of Jesus. Now, 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 now. Be it unto me, Lord. Woo, Jesus. My God. I don't know what's different about this resurrection season, but God has placed his blessing upon it. Woo, Jesus. And you're going to walk away from this day and things are going to begin to drastically shift in your favor. Your enemy will be at peace with you, says the Lord. It's going to shift in your favor. A no that you have received before, God says, I'm turning that around to a yes. You've been turned down before. God said they're going to say yes this time. They're going to say yes. They're going to say yes. And it's not going to depend on who you are, but it's going to depend on the I am that I am. Hey. 
Somebody say, I belong to a chosen generation. He chose me. He chose me. You may have been rejected even from the womb, but I need you to understand that God chose you. He chose you. He chose you for such a time as this. Think about it. You could have been born a hundred years ago. But God brought you into the earth for this dispensation so that you could experience the fullness of the power of God. Hey. Woo, Jesus. Woo, God. Sometimes we take it for granted that church has always been like this or the experiences that people have with God were always like this. But let me tell you something. Before Azusa Street, people didn't even experience the outpouring of the spirit of the living God. Don't take for granted the spirit of the living God. As the spirit of the Lord falls fresh upon you even now. Come on, lift your hands all over the room. Let the spirit of the Lord fall fresh upon you. See, because that's what happens after resurrection. Jesus gave them instructions to go to the upper room and to wait. The spirit of the living God fall. It fell fresh on everyone that was in the upper room. Hey, God. The Spirit of the Lord is falling fresh in this place even right now. Hey. That's why we don't celebrate Easter. Easter is a man-made holiday. Easter, Easter Sunday services are dictated by programs. But we acknowledge the resurrection huh, in the life of the Lord Jesus Christ because he still lives and he sent us a comforter, the Holy Spirit. And she has the Holy Spirit who's going to keep you when you can't keep yourself. It's the Holy Spirit who's going to lead you when you're lost. The Holy Spirit is going to teach you when you don't know what to do. The Holy Spirit is here for you right now. Right now. Oh, Jesus. Come on, just reach for him. Just reach for him. Just reach for him. Be like the woman with the issue of blood and just say, I just want to touch him. I just want to touch him. I just want to touch him and know that he's real. I just want to touch him. Hey. Jesus, you better get ready, church. You better get ready for the manifestation of the glory of God that is coming about on your life. Oh, Jesus. You're going to have to say no to some things you've been saying yes to. And you're going to want to say no because the pull to be in the presence of God is going to be so strong. You're not going to want to come out. Woo, Jesus. You're going to be reading the word and the revelation going to be so powerful. You ain't going to want to turn away. Woo, Jesus. Mm. I'm telling you, God is shifting us and he's ushering us into a place with him. Oh, God, that you've been praying for. Jesus. Everybody close your eyes in the room. Hallelujah. If you don't know Jesus in the pardon of your sin, and the fellowship of his suffering. If on this day you say, I want to know Jesus. I thought I knew him, but I really don't. And I, I really want to know who he is. And I, I need to receive him into my life as my personal savior. If that's you, I'm going to ask you to join Pastor down here at the altar. 
He's going to pray with you. And if you have given yourself to the Lord before, but you have strayed away, you've allowed some things to come between you and your Savior, this is a great time to get reconnected. This is an awesome time to resurrect your relationship with Jesus Christ. And if that's true, I'm going to ask you to join Pastor down here in the front. Everybody keep your eyes closed. Say, well, I got to keep my eyes closed. I want you to think about yourself. Have you hurt God by rejecting him? Have you been walking in disbelief? This is a wonderful opportunity to make it right with him. Just come on down for prayer. Prayer isn't just something that we do. Prayer transitions us so that we can not only talk to God, but we can hear from him as well. Thank you, Jesus. And if you are in a right position and right relationship with the Lord, I'm just going to ask you to pray. Just pray. Just pray. Extend your hands and pray. Hallelujah. Because there's something powerful happening up here today. There's something powerful happening at the altar today. There is cataclysmic damage being done to the kingdom of darkness. And the light and life of the Lord Jesus Christ is exuding through the lives up here right now. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, God. Hallelujah for divine deliverance. We thank you in the name of Jesus that your power is manifesting, oh God. We thank you in the name of Jesus. There is nothing too hard for you that you move, Lord. So powerfully, Father. We thank you that you are destroying yokes of bondage, that you are breaking chains, oh God. And at the same time, your comforter is bringing about peace. Peace, peace, peace. The peace of God right now in the name of Jesus. Destroy every point and place of chaos in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for freedom today. Thank you for freedom today. This is what it's all about. We thank you for freedom today. Thank you, Lord.